Hello everyone, this is Beyond La Code, and if you're tuning in, you're listening to your hostess with the mostest, Pearl Way, aka Black Bill Gates, and for this episode, Omo Ninja. Now this episode, I'm pretty excited because I get to talk about a pertinent issue that recently happened in my country, Nigeria, which is on the social media bill. Now, previous episodes, I have breaking news on pertinent issues that have happened around the tech industry. But for today, I decided to switch it up and have Ninja 101. So for my international friends and fans who want to know a bit about Nigeria or who have been misguided by the media, this one is for you. Ninja 101. First of all, Nigeria is a country in West Africa. So for people who say, oh my god, are you from Africa? Technically, yes. But Africa is a continent which, you know, Nigeria is a country, part of Africa. You know, if you get what I'm saying. So let's put it this way. Nigeria is a country in Africa. I repeat, Africa is not a country. It is a continent. One time, someone actually, you know, thought that Africa was a country and Nigeria was a neighboring country beside it. And I'm like, whoa. So, you know, just putting that you know, into context. Secondly, we do not speak Nigerian. So I know France has, we speak French, Italy, we speak Italian, Spain, we speak Spanish, but that doesn't happen for Nigeria, right? We have over 300 languages, and so we, there is no such thing as we speak Nigerian. We are so diverse, and we have so many cultures that have different languages. However, there are three major languages called Igbo, Yoruba, Hausa, which can be heard in, you know, in movies, in music videos, in songs. We do not speak Swahili, and we definitely do not click. So Swahili can be found in Eastern Africa, which is way, way far away from West Africa. People are like, oh my God, I have a friend in Kenya, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know how you're talking to know this so-called friend in Kenya, but um, Swahili is spoken in those type, in that you know in that region. Click is also spoken in Southern Africa. So South Africa, for example, has a particular tribe that actually speaks in click. Nigerians do not speak click. Third, we speak English. So because we're colonized by the British, you get me? We had to make our lingua franca English. So people would be like, oh my God, your English is so good. How is that possible? And I'm like, um, we, we all speak English. I'm always so confused when people ask me those type of questions. Cause like, that is you know what I've literally grown up speaking. So we're colonized by the British in all schools from elementary to college. We're all meant to speak. The official language is English. So, another thing, someone asked me if I knew Trevor Noah. <laughs> I wish. Well, first of all, Trevor Noah is not Nigerian. He's part, you know, part South African. He has no ties, quote-unquote, with Nigeria. Another cool thing, Nigeria is home to over 200 million people, which is really exciting. We're so many, you know, we're so diverse. Our culture is just beautiful to to witness like i'm from a state called delta state where we have oh, we speak 
crossover 10 languages just one state speaks you know that many languages not talk of other states there are, there are 36 states in the country and we have over 200 cultures 200 ethnicities and it's just so diverse and beautiful um we're i like to say that we're originators of afrobeat so you know we have the giants of africa like burner boy we have whiskey we have davido not davido we got Tiwa Savage, Beyonce had to hop on that, you know, and create the gift with amazing artists from the country. Our favorite slang, for example, is Nigerian de carry last. A lot of people, you know, a lot of West Africans, a lot of Africans love to heal Nigerians because like with that statement, we are always front runners in so many amazing projects. Like we are found in every single country. We are found just running shit, you know, taking up spaces and it's always so beautiful to watch. And I'm just really excited to, you know, to be called a Nigerian, to be a Nigerian. And you know, there's also the debates between Ghana jollof rice and Nigerian jollof rice, you know, to today. There's never a real answer as to who has it better. I mean, I've tr I recently tried Ghana Jello for us over Thanksgiving, and honestly, I really I enjoyed it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I ain't gonna. <laughs> I won't lie. I had Nigerian Jello twice, you know, and I really enjoyed it. So I really don't know what this whole beef is, but that is it. Those are just a few things. If you want to know more, just Google. If you meet an African today, take the time. You know, person says I'm from this country. Just take the time to Google and just like figure out like more about this country. Please don't ask ignorant questions because it just makes us feel very uncomfortable especially questions of like oh my god you speak good English how I'm like how you speak good English too so I don't I don't understand why this is a problem but yeah that is Ninja 101say no to the social media bill. Now, before I go into this topic, I would just like to talk briefly about the benefits of social media in my country. The first thing is connectivity. So here I am in Berkeley, California. I grew up in Nigeria. I went to the University of Lagos. You know, I'm on a coca till the day I die. And I recently moved here a year ago and I'm still connected with my friends because we talk through WhatsApp, I see what is happening, the 401 in Nigeria, the Nigerian news on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. That is how I stay connected and that is how I'm, I'm even able to know about this say no to the social media bill. Another thing that social media has brought to us is movements. 2019 was the year or I mean has been a, a huge highlight to the many movements that started off on social media. For example, Twitter. The hashtag no say no to social media bill was literally trending the first day it came out. Harassment, sexual harassment against women under various hashtags were trending over the span of months, days, where women were harassed in markets, women took to the streets to speak against it. When a famous pastor sexually harassed and raped a celebrity's wife, people spoke against it, went on the streets to talk about these things. Movements were created, changes happened based off on these movements on social media. These and many more are the reasons why people are on social media. People learn more, people are connected to, you know, places, to jobs, to people, to their mentors. People are able to shoot their shots on social media. People have found 
their husbands, their wives, their boyfriends, their girlfriends on social media, all on social media, everything and more has happened on these platforms. And so that is one of the reasons why I'm speaking about this issue. People think that Beyond the Code is so much about AI. Yes, in part, but it is mostly about tech policy. So BLC is a tech policy podcast. A tech policy podcast which talks about various aspects and spectrums to tech policy. And one of them is content policy. So content policy deals with tech platforms. So the platforms, your social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and so many others. So issues like content, like what are the content being posted, the speech, your posts, your videos, the rules that regulate all these things, fake news, hate speech, disinformation, misinformation. You've probably heard all of that. And that is what my podcast hopes to address. And for today's episode, we will be addressing Nigeria's social media bill. Now, this bill was introduced by Senator Sani Musa in, you know, way back. So this all happened in November. So let's say mid-November, a bill called the National Commission for the Prohibition of Hate Speech Bill that came out in 2018 was proposed by Senator Ali Yousabi. That is also known as the Hate Speech Bill. And now the Protection from the Internet Falsehood and Manipulation and Other Related Offenses Bill proposed by Sani Musa, which was in 2019. These two bills are likely, or, you know, when you read everything that he has said, is likely to curb and censor a lot of online activities, and most importantly, violates human rights protections. That is free speech, or in our country, we call it freedom of expression. Now, a lot of advocates basically mentioned that we already had two laws in place. The first law being the Cyber Crime Act and the Libel Act, which already provides that if you are using an online platform for fraudulent activities, you would be subject to fines, you'd be subject to imprisonment. We already have so many laws that protect our online activities and movements. However, even in those acts, there were two sections, Section 24 and Section 38 of the Cyber Crimes Act. So Section 24 provides for cyber stalking and Section 38 provides for data retention. And advocates actually brought an action in court because these two sections kind of proved unconstitutional to to a lot of like privacy laws or to our you know fundamental human rights which protects our privacy and the right to express ourselves so these are already laws that have been in place and why there's now new laws like the social media bill and the hate speech bill nobody understands let's just look at it holistically the online bill this this whole online bill what it has brought about based on the freedom on the net that is like, it's an organization that kind of ranks a lot of all countries based on how it protects online activities or protects user rights um, in the country. Nigeria scores 37 over 100 on internet freedom and 10 over 35 on limits on content. 
So over the years, Nigeria has shown that it doesn't really care much about user rights. So it would rather censor content on online. On, in, on so many accounts, it has blocked a lot of social media sites, it has blocked a lot of blogs. It has the country, the lawmakers have arrested a lot of bloggers. And that is the reason why, you know, the freedom of the net scores Nigeria 37 of 100 when it comes to free expression. Now, let's look at this law closely. This law draws inspiration from many sources. And you, I took my time to do a bit of research to kind of see where they drew inspiration from. Now, before Nigeria became a democracy, we were under military rule. And under military rule, we didn't have laws, we had decrees. So one inspiration that this social media bill or hate speech bill drew inspiration from is the public officer's protection against false accusation decree by Buhari. This was decreed or passed in the year 1984. So let's just, can we just like step back a bit and just see how Buhari had already been in power in 1984 and he's still in, now he's still in power in 2019. Yeah, that's how Africa works generally. Like how we just keep recycling our leaders is unfortunate, but that's the way we see it. So now this decree number four, which is, you know, the decree to protect public officers against false accusation, drew inspiration actually from decree number 11 in the year 1976 which was proposed by yakubu gowan those were the two decrees that these bills draw inspiration from and the thing about decree number four proposed by buhari, um, buhari at the time is that there is no defense for truth so if you are sued in court you can never say you can your defense can never be I was speaking the truth. So if you publicly accuse um, a public servant, if you publicly accuse a leader, you can never go to court and say that you were actually speaking the truth, which is kind of ironic because most of the time, the only reasons why we're accusing a leader online is because of something they actually did. That is two decrees that this bill draws inspiration from. Another law is the Singapore Protection from Online Falsehood and Manipulation Act, which was passed into effect in October 2019. So right now, a lot of Asian countries are going through with Hong Kong and its protests. Singapore recently released this law, which basically states that if you put up any news that is likely to mislead, that is likely to misinform, you'll be fined or you'll be jailed. You know, there are so many penalties and a lot of human rights organizations, for example, David Kaye, who's a special rapporteur for freedom of expression, has actually spoken against this law. Verbatim, our Nigerian lawmakers verbatim copied and pasted a lot of articles from this law to create the social media bill. Another inspiration for this law is the Malaysian anti-fake news of 2018. So fortunately, in Malaysia, they had a bit of sense and repealed this law, but inspiration was still drawn from this law. And fun fact, we actually did have the frivolous, Nigeria actually did have the frivolous petition prohibition bill 2015, which was redrawn in 2016 because, well, like the name says, it was very frivolous. So I guess 
I guess at that moment, the lawmakers had a bit of sense to withdraw that bill. So those are a few laws that the social media bill and the hate speech bill drew inspirations from. Now, looking closely at the social media bill, for example, we're just going to go through some particular articles or, or particular sections of this proposed bill. Now, one says that the crime of making a statement prejudicial to public health, public safety, public tranquility, or public finance. So that means that any citizen can be jailed for criticizing a thieving politician basically period you know at this point like if i say anything that a politician which always happens like a politician stole 200 million um 200 million dollars for example i could be jailed because it is i made a statement speaking about public finance also the bill also proposes to criminalize statements that are likely to influence the outcome of, of an election to any office when you look at it it's like oh okay but when you think about it if an opposition if an, if an opposing party should speak about, you know, the ills of one party and that influences the outcome, that party could be jailed, which doesn't make sense because in a democratic society, every party is allowed to speak against the opposing party. So far, the facts are true. So that is another issue. So that is another section of the bill. Another section of the bill is that it will also punish statements that are likely to diminish public confidence in the performance of any duty or function of or in the exercise of any power by the government. So what that means is that anyone who calls out the government when it's not performing is liable to be jailed for a felony. You know, I find this so funny because I don't think there's any sector of the government in Nigeria that is not underperforming right now. So many of our leaders are underqualified, ill-equipped to run either the states, the local government, or the executive branch of the, of the country, and they're still in power. They embezzle a lot of money. They have no idea what is happening amongst their um, constituents, and the only way we can speak up about it is through social media. So that means that if we say anything, if I say anything using my podcast, if somebody tweets about this, if somebody posts about this on their blog about the underperformance of certain leaders, we could all be jailed. Wow. So those are particular issues or particular sections and more. I'm just going to, I just listed three that raise a lot of concerns in the country. Now, Viol like we've just mentioned, there are a lot of concerns, and I just like to quickly state the violation of human rights and the policy implications. So tech policy is basically digital rights. What are the rights that can be protected online? And the Nigerian Constitution provides section thirty nine provides that we have the ability, the freedom to express ourselves. Ingrained in the Constitution, it provides that. Article 19 of the ICCPR provides that we all have the ability to freely express ourselves. The African Charter, which the Nigerian you know, government has signed and has domesticated, provides for this also, provides for free speech, provides for privacy, and so many, so many other online rights. However, with existing laws like the cybercrime, um, the cybercrime laws, the libel laws, 
a lot of online journalists have actually been penalized. In 2017, the journalist Danjima Katsina was arrested for his Facebook comments on corruption allegations against Mansa Mashi, a newly elected member of the House of the Representatives. That's one. Secondly, Stefan Kefas, who was a critic of Nasir El Rufai, the governor of Kajina State, was arrested in May 2019 and granted bail in October 2019. Third, Jones Abiri was arrested and detained for publishing about all blocks in Niger Delta. Another time, the online news outlet Nige.com was blocked with other 20 websites because they promoted independence of the Biafran region. These and so many more have been issues where people's online rights were violated. Journalists, people just speaking their minds or speaking up about the ills of the government. These people have been arrested and their rights have been infringed by the Nigerian government. Right now, the question is, what's being done? Like I mentioned, a hashtag was created, say no to the social media bill. I have never been more proud and excited to call myself a Nigerian. And believe me, I'm proud every day. But in these moments, I look back and see how fierce young people are, how fierce people are to speak against their governments. And it happened two weeks ago when people spoke up about these things. The hashtag became number one trending topic worldwide. Governments, representatives, celebrities, people use their voices to speak against the social media bill. Several organizations like Amnesty International, the Human Rights Watch, even ECOWAS released, um, had a judgment published saying that this bill was an infringement of the human rights, which was already established by Section 39 of the Constitution and other international instruments. The Paradigm Initiative, which is Nigerian organization, published a memo which people could draft to say no to this bill. Enough is enough, Nigeria. I, you know, I actually feel that organization. So it's the EIE, aka Enough is Enough, Nigeria, started a protest using the say, say no to the social media bill. They actually organized protests in Abuja, in Lagos, and in so many other states around the House of Representatives, the Senate buildings, protesting against this bill. An interesting skit video by Ditswenny. It was a very interesting video. I love the video. It was a skit about two politicians basically discussing how because their ill activities have been seen online, they're now being like, this is their own way to punish us by keeping us silent. Now, the question is, what can you do? So if you're a Nigerian or if you're not a Nigerian, speak about it. The reason why I started this podcast and the reason why I'm passionate about these things is because I believe that awareness is the first step to keep governments and tech companies accountable. And in this situation, we are trying to make our governments accountable. They can't get away with certain things anymore. So for example, the Protection Against False Accusation Decree, which was passed in the 80s, it happened because we were under a military regime and you know, if you spoke against it, you were likely to be killed. 
but we're in a democratic society and things like this should not be allowed to fly without our opinion, without our consensus. And so that is why I urge young people, especially because we know how to use these tech platforms. We are the tech-savvy generation. We are the Generation Z, the millennials. Speak about it. Hold your government accountable. Hold my government accountable. Now, the question is, what is the difference between free speech, hateful speech, there are so many nuances, I won't lie. It's a huge problem because people say social media has been used for like revenge porn, for cyberbullying, and so many other issues like fraudulent activities. Yes, there are a lot of evils to social media, but these this bill or these bills is not a way forward to curb these activities online. It is simply a way to suppress our voices, to censor us, and to infringe the human rights which has been vested on us by the country, by the constitution, and other international statutes. So another thing that you can do is learn how to spot fake news. So one of the senators, Senator Elisha Abu, you know, this man was basically saying that the reason why they want to pass this bill is because people post lies. And next thing you know, you're in Nigeria, somebody in Australia hears about it and it's all fake news. So we hear fake news a lot. It's like people have to be very careful. People were misled past elections here in America, even in Nigeria because of fake news. So what can you do about it? Now, fake news is a wide range of inaccurate and misleading information like hoaxes, like scams, and sometimes they are being spread maliciously. However, I just want to like break it down a bit. So if one person shares one fake news person, one fake news article to 10 people and they all share it to 10 of their friends, it has already reached 800 people. So that's how quickly fake news spreads. Like, oh my God, have you seen this? Ah, this person did that. Ah, this person did that. And that's how things just go viral and just spreads. It's so annoying, but that is like the danger of social media. However, there are spectrums, you know, for lack of a better term, to fake news. There is misinformation. So misinformation is false information that is spread online without harmful intent. I repeat, misinformation is false information, so false 411, that is spread online without harmful intent. So, for example, if I spread that there is no school tomorrow, like maybe on my class group chat, there is no school tomorrow um, because I just felt like, I mean, I wasn't trying to be harmful, right? Like, I just didn't want to go to school. So I spread it on my, that, I'm, I don't think I did that though, real quick. I'm just saying because, you know, I just said it's because I didn't want to go to school. So I put it up on my group chat and nobody went to school. So that could be tagged as misinformation. Now there's disinformation, which is false information created and shared by people with harmful intent, which happens a lot of the time. So for example, with Cambridge Analytica, a lot of times, you know, false information about Hillary Clinton, for example, was spread to desensitize um, people to, you know, towards voting for Hillary Clinton. That's an example. Then there's malinformation, the sharing of genuine information with the intent to cause harm. So, you know, there are true informations that happen, but when it's being packaged, the intent is to actually cause harm. And, you know, there are various circumstances like that. So my data detox tip for you today is how to spot this 
you know, bad information? Like, how do you spot fake news online? So the first thing to look out is what? What website is this from? So a lot of times people click or share websites that seem very fishy like you've never really heard of it before you know there are some popular blogs that you hear or there are some popular news sites that you know like cnn bbc and so many others if it's not from a popular like i would say popular but from a known source i would say to double check then who wrote it and when so sometimes people will spread news that this person died today and you find that this person actually died a year ago or it did not even happen in the first place so check who wrote it and when always check the date the date is usually on top and be sure the date is accurate what does the whole article say beyond the headline so this is where a lot of problem comes where it's like a hoax or a clickbait where it's like oh president buhari did this and you're really excited like before you even think of clicking it you've already shared it with like all your friends but when you open it you realize that the headline is different from the news below that is clickbait and lots of times people fall victim to that and share it which sources are they referring to so sometimes in news articles they'll be like source this click on that source and see for yourself that that source is actually real that source is actually a real person it's not just a bot so those are the kind of things to look out for so what who what's you know what does the whole article say so what website is it from who wrote it and when what does the whole article say beyond the headline and which sources are they referring to so those are some ways to spot fake news <laughs> For today's segue, I kind of created a quote. Woman of my dreams, I can sleep and now I found her. I came up with this quote when I realized that I was okay being me. I was okay not figuring out life. I was okay, you know seeing my friends doing certain things, achieving certain things, and I wasn't doing it. I realized that, you know, the way to beat comparison online or to feel like you have to have it all figured out, you have to build your brand and every other thing people try to create on social media is to just live in the moment, is to go to bed every day, envision that woman of your dreams or that man of your dream and wake up to achieve one thing, to do one thing each day that would help you achieve those dreams, to achieve, to be that woman of your dreams. So for example, if my dream was to be an international speaker, every day I would sleep, I would envision myself on a TED platform, like a TED talk platform. And every morning when I wake up, I would tell myself, okay, what is that one thing that I can do to achieve that dream? I don't, you know, put that pressure on myself that, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. No, I just tell myself, what is that one thing? What are those two things that I can do right now that would lead me to be on that TED Talk platform for today? And even if it means to read one article, and even if it means to reach out to one person for that day, I know that I've done something towards achieving that dream. And also knowing that dreams change. And that is okay. People always think that I have it figured out. That, oh, Pearl knows what she's doing. She's in tech policy. That is so exciting. I wish I could be like you. I don't know what 
I don't know what my brand is going to look like. I don't know what I'm going to be or what I want to do in life. And that's okay because dreams change. You know, fun fact, I always wanted to be a teacher growing up. I would always steal chalk from classrooms and I would have imaginary friends as students. And now I'm a lawyer and I'm just like, how did that happen? Because dreams change. I still love teaching. I still love educating people. And I know that as much as dreams change, I still believe that dreams are very interlinked. So I wanted to be a teacher and I'm a lawyer, but I can still be a law professor. But the thing is like when we get stuck on one dream or when we get stuck on the fact that well, we haven't had that vision or we haven't had that goal, we get so scared and we start comparing ourselves to other people when all we can simply do is wake up every morning and just do one thing each day that would help you gain some clarity on what your visions could be or can just like help you you know be one step further to that woman of your dreams so i in, in law school i always wanted to be a contract lawyer in my third year i wanted to do ip in my fourth year you know traditional human rights and now tech policy and two years from now it could change and i realized that i'm okay with that because each moment i chose that i was going to do my best with every dream that came to me worked hard at it and if it didn't work out if that wasn't the set goal that you know that set vision that was placed for me that's okay but i know eventually all these dreams and all these goals and all these things that i put myself will all have this holistic holistic picture in the end so all these things that i've learned in contracts in ip in human rights in tech policy and also wanting to be a teacher will all come together and create this beautiful holistic picture one day but i refuse to give into fear i refuse to give into comparison or competition or envy i've decided that every single day I'm going to be intentional about my moments. I'm going to be intentional by the things that I learn and realize that everything that I do each day is a step further to becoming the woman of my dreams. So woman of my dreams, I can sleep and now I've found her. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you have been inspired and enlightened on the social media bill that is, you know, hopefully will not be passed in Nigeria. And I hope this has motivated you to speak more about this issue, how to spot fake news, and most especially, most especially be inspired to just be intentional about each day to achieving, you know, to taking one step to achieving that goal or to being the woman or man of your dreams. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to comment, leave a review, either on Spotify, on iTunes, whatever platform. If you want to be on this podcast, let me know, send me a DM if you want to collaborate, let me know. If you want to add a few voices or a mixture to this, shoot me a voice note and I will definitely add it in the next episode. Thank you once again to all the men and women who are actively pursuing their dreams, taking time to listen to this episode. I am really grateful to have you all. You all inspire me to keep doing the work that I do. And from the Bay Area with love, this has been 
Beyond Recode, the podcast. Your hostess with the mostest, Perway, aka Black Bill Gates, and aka Omo Ninja. Thank you and goodbye.